Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckingham. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts safe. And what can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports, episode 52. Picking up the pieces after a pretty dramatic finish to the Tampa Bay Rays-Boston Red Sox series. Brian Shackman here with John Senecal. I was at the game. Uh, I almost didn't want to go to the game, but my wife is because I was coming home from Vermont, and I basically got home. She was showered. going no matter what, though. She right? was going no matter what, and I was like, she's like, you know, I want to go. I want you to go with me. And then I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, just go with me. I was like, fine, let's just go. And I was a little bit edgy about it. And then you, you there's a lot of things I want to talk about today. We'll talk about the game, the series, and then what the future might hold. But I will say that. Getting into Fenway on Monday night felt like 15 years ago. Not 04 necessarily, and not with the hunger of the curse of the Bambino, because I don't think you can ever. It's almost duplicate like that. I don't that think you ever be able to duplicate no. it. Well, but, it's never been done in the history of sports, but had, baseball at least. So it had so much. It had really great energy. Last now did it have to do with the marathon being the same day too? Probably it had you know, something to do with it. Yeah, I mean there were a lot of the blue and yellow jackets or whatever people in the crowd. There was also we were in the bleachers because we only have a partial season ticket package, so we don't get our actual seats in the playoffs. Right. We sell them to you'll get well, something, but yeah. So we were in the bleachers, and it was like a frat party. Yeah, people. A was tons of college kids, and they were all hammered and um but they still cheered and they did a bunch of cheers that you like only hear at a Bruins game and like American fans my theory is that American fans are only almost always reactive whereas like European soccer fans are proactive right like they sing they drive they the do, game all throughout the game they're right. doing stuff and it had that environment where it's like it wasn't all reacting to stuff on the field there was chance there were cheers there were this and that and it was just a beautiful night. I mean, I was in a T-shirt the whole game. Yeah, in it October. was nice out. And I, what I'm curious about you, because I'll get into certain parts of the game, but I mean, how did, did that translate to television? Oh, absolutely. A hundred thousand percent. We talked about, you know, on our podcast a while ago about, you know, uh, home field advantage with the fans. And we knew the Tropicana wouldn't come into play unless everyone from Boston right. showed up. But, you know, the size of Fenway and, you know, how you're right on top of everything, and it definitely translated. And you can see, I mean, look at the players even play to it. Look at Schwarber. He's like out there. He's like, he's an entertainer. He's not just a baseball yeah, player. Yeah, which shows that he's cool in the moment. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get too rattled. No, but I mean, it, it, he, he, 
he knows his role, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. He knows he's not anything better than what he is at first base. He never probably will be, but True. he's playing it. He's he's playing it right. You know, he's he's embracing what he's got to do. And listen, if they're going to keep playing, dude, he's going to have to play better than that too. He knows right. that. Right. He knows that. And the other, I will tell you on the other side of the ledger, uh, Arazarena and Franco. They like it too. Oh yeah! Like they like the way you could see. Even with all the rat, he was getting Razzarino was getting harassed pretty good. I think in right field, and he still threw an extra ball into the crowd at the end of you know yeah. when the inning's about to start. He seemed to f- sort of flash them. Sort of when he made a play, he made a great catch early in the game, and obviously had some huge huge hit. I, I think those two guys, after watching them both on TV and in person, and I know Franco made one mistake in the field, but they're superstars. Absolutely. Those guys are legit. Franco is totally legit. A Rosarena, it's crazy because you know he's been around for a little while, but he technically is just a rookie this year, and he's probably going to win the rookie of the year. Right, but um, he, he should, it was he really he got a lot of playing time last year though. It was yeah, I know weird, he's but. a very dynamic player. Let's put it that way. You know, with speed and power um, in the major leagues, he's gonna you're gonna you're gonna stick around for a while. So when you talk about the game, they go up five zip. I mean, Devers just. I mean, I every time I want to write him off, the guy's just unbelievable. And and and, but I felt like I knew you, that it wouldn't stick. You can't write off a guy like that, though. Like, listen, the guy's twenty four years old. I know, the but like he's all people, smiley and goofy, and like he's twenty four years old. It's hard to know dude. that he's a serious guy. But that's but the he, problem, though. He's twenty four. But he is, though. But I mean, the thing is, is that I think it just. I think his intensity is sort of manifests itself, and that's how he sort of lets off his steam. Is that way. I legit think like most of the time, like 90% of the time that dude swings, it looks like he's hurting himself. Yeah. Or he's I'm not always, in control. Yeah. I'm like, is he all right? Yeah. After the swing, I'm like, and the next thing you know, he drives the ball 430 feet to dead center field. But now that I've accepted that his demeanor, I, I actually kind of love him. And, but you know, you, the thing that was hard for me was, uh, this Ryan Brazier, Brazier guy. It's awful. The guy goes out there I, why do they keep going to him? I don't know. And I guess he's pitched relatively well in the last month and a half or so, but like three straight doubles. He went 8-9, double-double. 8-9 hitter, double-double. Yeah. I mean, and you can't pull him, right? He's got to face the one Well, they guy. did once they fi- faced the third guy. Right, but I mean, right. you know, already the damage was done. Right. And then, uh, and I was like, geez, and part of me is like, I'm split. I'm like, well, why can't, now they're not confident that Whitlock can do two innings? I mean, he I is know. lights out, he dude. Is am- lights what is out. that like for you to watch, by the way? I mean, honestly, like, he's he was a rule five guy for the Yankees. Yeah, but he, I mean, so put him on the stupid roster. That happens all the time across baseball. Dude, this dude. guy is a stud. Right, but he's I mean, he's a stud. He could be a total wash next year. He could end up being a starter. Yeah, totally, they think he might be a starter. I, I don't know. I mean, you I know, just you're never going to convince me that a player is a stud in Major League Baseball, especially a pitcher, by just having relatively one good season. You're never going to be. I don't care who you are. Okay, but I would say like. I would say that his season this year would have been worth, even if he never pitches again, keeping him on your team. Right, but I mean, how do you know that though? You don't. Like, no. all, there's you know how many guys are like rule rule five fringe yeah, guys but that I mean, you just have to roll the dice with. I don't know. It's a I total just think dice. You roll. can't admit it makes the Yankees look a little bad. I don't know. I wouldn't sweat a rule five guy. They're so hit or miss. They're I mean, so they're fine. there. They're there for a reason, right? Because they're, right. they're fringe major they're, leaguers, right? Correct. But that's. That's why the rule is in place, so they can get but a shot somewhere. But wasn't he kind of? But he was a fringe major leaguer who they didn't give a full chance to come back from Tommy John. So they basically like Nathan Evaldi, right? So I mean, that, <laughs> to me, that's a mis- that's the mistake because like you didn't have 
what he was going to be. You had yeah. a guy that you weren't sure he could come back. It's decisions, well, we can talk it's about decisions all you got to make, yeah. and they make them. I don't know. By I, the way, I derive Ovalde, a little bit of I derive a little bit of satisfaction yeah, from that. Well, of course, but Nathan Ovalde. I was looking at his stats. You know, his only really good season in the major leagues was when he played for the Yankees. He was fourteen. Yeah, and three. I know that's true. But I would also say he probably could have had five more wins this season. Like yeah, I mean, he also could have had like three more good seasons if he hadn't had two Tommy John surgeries. Yeah. I mean, I, four I think of all the, that guy's, I mean, he's, I love that guy. But let's get back to the game for a second because, I, you know, for, from, from watching it, I, I felt that if in game three, if, that, if Renfro had knocked that ball down and it didn't go out of the park, the Total Rays would have scored thing. the run. Totally different. And there's no way they get a two-run homer. in the Because people don't understand that I have this fight all the time. Like, the mindset changes when you're behind. There's way more it's pressure. It's momentum. It's and everything. I think that the Red Sox might have lost the series if they didn't get that play. Absolutely. And I also think if they didn't win last night, they were going to lose the series. They had, like, nobody left to pitch. Right. And I just well, think Sale that— Sale could pitch. I mean, it's so funny that, you know, some of the comments post-game, uh, I think it was from, might have been Kike, they were like, we were just waiting for Sale to get back, we knew that'd be a shot in the arm, and we could be off to the races. Sale has added very little, and they've still done well. So Sale being on the mound doesn't make me But I mean, maybe that's what confident. it was, though. Maybe it was more of just a confidence thing. Listen, the Red Sox right now, if you look at them and you know baseball, everything is working in their favor right now to build a championship. You really think so? Absolutely. This- Listen, if you're going to win a championship, you need... A stud hitter to step up the whole freaking time, Kike. And then you couple guys around him that are relatively playing good. You need some good pitching. Nick Pavetta has been absolutely lights out for yeah. you guys. He is your MVP pitching right now, if you're asking me. Yeah. And then you need some luck, Jeffrey Mayer. Yeah. You need the luck, and you got the luck, dude. Like you just said, if that play goes the other way, it changes the whole complexity of postseason. I don't care what you're drinking, dirty water, any of that crap. I, it changes everything. 100%. And that they got very lucky. I'll just tick it down. Uh Kike, four, batting 450. Devers, 333. Bogart, 333. Verdugo, 316. J.D. Martinez, not as many at bats, but four. And nobody 67. talks about Bogarts or Verdugo. Verdugo's gotten so many clutch hits in this in, in the series, but nobody's even talking about them because Kike and Devers. <laughs> Last night, there's a guy, there's a guy, a redheaded guy with a red beard uh, with a Verdugo uniform on in line, in the beer line. And people are like doing double. He looks just like him. It was a fan who who grew yeah. the beard on dress up. And there were people literally like staring at him, like, "Do you really think he's like in people the beer line right now? Do you really think he's <laughs> in the food line right now?" Um, you know, you, you bring up and he's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is episode 52 of Fan Base: A Deep Dive into the Greatest Rivalry in Sports. It brings up. It's a perfect segue to okay. The series is over. I, in my estimation, it's all it's the, like they say house money. I mean, there's no way. I would have expected them to be in the ALCS. And so the question is, you really think they could go to the World Series? Absolutely. 110%. I've watched baseball long enough to know when the team is clicking, it's clicking. I think one of the things that might hurt them is the three days off they're going to get until they play again. But they can square away the pitching. But yes. That will help them, right? But listen, let's be honest. The Red Sox pitching all season has not been anything spectacular. It's been reliable is what yes, it's been. Right. It's been As reliable. you noted, they've had a lot of good so, health in the rotation. Let's just hope for your sake, right, that the pitching keeps the way it is and you guys keep hitting. Now listen, is Kiki Hernandez going to bat 570 or 500 for the whole postseason? No. Probably not. But he's not going to all of a sudden go 0 for 30. I just don't see that happening. And then you got too many components that are going to pick it up. Listen, coming from coming from an unbiased Yankee fan here, or or, or just a baseball fan in yeah. general that's watched enough baseball to know the Red Sox right now 
are the team to beat, in my opinion. <sighs> in my opinion, just the way that things clicking. Now listen, you and guys I don't sit, even think I'm they're that the good. AL, the AL, right? Okay. San Francisco is just San Francisco. No one can figure out how they can keep doing it, right? right? No one has figured that Which out. Which makes yet. me feel like maybe they either that just says they've been consistent all year over 170 games, or it means I don't know that maybe the wheels will come off at some point. I don't, point. But I'm fascinated. I don't, I don't see that happening though. But we said that about the Rays, right? But there's a little bit difference between the, what the Rays were selling everyone and what the, the Giants are selling everyone. The Rays were selling everyone a, a base a baseball team by committee, basically. You threw anybody you could get out there to pitch. Hopefully they got you four innings, and then you just kind of piece it together. And you could see it kind of hurt them as it went towards postseason. Guys got tired. Guys got more predictable. Guys just got hit. You know? Yeah, I, it was fascinating though. They every guy every guy they trotted out. After the third inning, it was all 95 to 98 miles an hour. They're all like, the same. They're like robots. It's unbelievable. And, and we talked about this before. The Rays use more pitchers this year than anybody. They just recycled uh, the machine. Too. So, they're an annoying team to be at the stadium and watch, but I'm fascinated by their style, and I really like some guys on their team. And like my son yells at me. He's like, you act like you like the Rays. I said, I, I respect the crap out of that that team. Even Kermeyer at the bottom of the order, I just, I, you And he's know. been the one constant for them. You know, and, and the one the one piece of the puzzle that really didn't step up was Nelson Cruz. I mean, that was the guy yeah, they he went had a out bad to get. Series. He had a bad series. Yeah, he just did. And, and you know, and for him, what he needs to do, obviously, is Hicks. He's not playing the field. So right. it's very microscopic with him, like David Ortiz would be. If you know, you're not hitting, you're not performing. Yeah, I mean, he had 176. I mean, he did he did nothing last night. Won't go 0 for 4 with a strikeout. So there's no doubt that that's true. It's so funny you say that. And I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that the Red Sox, all of a sudden, listen, they only need four wins and they're in the World Series. That's it. Four out of seven. They right. go four and three. All they got to do is go four and three and they're in the World uh, and Series. I don't, and, and looking at that other series, I, I don't know what the hell to think of that. I, Honestly, I still can't understand how the Astros are so good. I mean, regardless of what they're saying, if they're cheating again or not. I just don't, like, the pitching just doesn't seem all that great to me. And yeah. you know, okay. What do you think that's going to be like Cora against the Astros? I mean, th- that is pretty dramatic stuff. Yeah, I mean, what, they, they got the core players there, but the main, you know, the main veins of the front office are pretty much No, they still get different. a lot of crap wherever they go. I mean, it's, yeah. in Dusty Baker, there was already another accusation of cheating and Dusty's like, let's fight. I mean, you know what I love about Dusty Baker is he wears wristbands and batting gloves to manage guys, a game. The guy's an American treasure. Like the fact, <laughs> if he doesn't make the Hall of Fame as a manager, that'd be, no, and they got to get him great. in there before he croaks. I mean, the guy is incredible. I don't know what he does, and if he plays an old school style, and he, I, mean, I, I know they don't ignore sabermetrics, but it's really, really impressive. But I, what I, what I do want to see a better manager than Alex Cora. In your opinion, listen. I'm I'm asking you this because I got some Red Sox fans, friends, friends, fans that well, a a friend fan that will say that <laughs> Alex Cora is the best manager in Major League Baseball right now. I you know, and honestly, then basically he won the series for you guys. I don't look at that. Maybe it's think, a man crush. I don't know. I think Baker probably is a better manager. We also has a longer tenure. But what I'd say about Cora is that he he's found this incredible way for a relatively young guy to both criticize and keep the players on his side. Like the accountability. To me, it's like, how do you keep the modern athlete accountable without losing them, right? Because if you go out there and you're all harsh, they'll say, screw you, and they'll, they'll get you fired. But somehow he bounces out where they love playing for him. And I, I think his magic is sort of knowing how to prod people into performing better without alienating them. X's and O's wise, he made some good moves in the mound last night, but I don't think he's better than Dusty from a tactical standpoint at all. 
Um, that that would be my hot take. My the, the fascinating thing for me with the Red Sox is they're not they're not that good of a team. Like I mean, I don't deem them. But I, you don't need to be that great of a team. You I mean, just, they the have some shaky relievers. Hot. The bottom of the order usually doesn't perform well. They get very little power out of first base if Schwarber's not there. I mean, there's just a lot of issues that we've talked about ad nauseum for the last eight months. Yeah. The so, only thing different would have been in in the game the other night is if Renfro would have hit the walk off instead of. Uh, was it Arroyo or Vasquez? Vasquez, right? Uh, Vasquez, yeah. yeah. I mean, because he was the one that knocked the ball over the fence inadvertently, which right. obviously is not. I mean, they, they got the call right. That's just how it right. works. You the can't argue it all you rule. want to. You're blue in the and face. People are making fun of the, the umps that they don't want to be in a decision. Well, the, the truth is, like, you know how much crap they'd get if there somehow was a rule in place where they could grant the guy home? Yeah. There's, people go bananas. You can't have that kind of leeway. So I understand why the rule's in place. It just sucks for the race. Well, yeah, in a, pl- in that a play way. that big, you have to you have to have official ruling on that. You can't just go by. I mean, look look at what it does in the past without without replay. I mean, freaking Jeffrey Meyer was, was three and a half feet over the fence, and the umpire was standing right there and watched the whole thing and still blew the call. That's <laughs> crazy. You know? Was that Angel Hernandez? I don't know. I almost feel like a, was he around back then? Dude, he's been around forever. I almost feel like in my head it might have been Angel Hernandez. Does just he, by I, the look of him. This is a digression before we say goodbye. I almost feel like Angel Hernandez tries to be bad behind the plate. Yeah, because he likes the attention. Yeah, it's like a thing for him now. Yeah, I, I just, but I will say the last. But being at the game, I will that to to take pitches with two strikes to me is a miracle. Like I, first of all, I would swing at anything that came well, my way. Especially the pitches that are so freaking close. These guys lay off pitches oh, that are insanely it's close. It's insane. In fact, it's like part of me. Like there was one, one the Rays got squeezed on one strike in the eighth or ninth, and I was like, that's insane that the umpire didn't call it a strike, and it's insane that the guy took it. Yeah. And, and you know, I will say, and so I just I'm so impressed, and also like the fact that there's a changeup or an off speed pitch. And I, I mean, when they drive one, because my assumption would be if you got two strikes, you know, foul off the junk and sit on the fastball, right? right? But then some of these guys turn on with power on the breaking stuff yeah. when they might be getting a 98 mile an hour fastball. Like, to me, like, I don't know how a human being can actually do that. And I remember, like, when it comes to the eye, David Ortiz to me still has the best eye I've ever seen. Like, he, he made calls on whether to not take a pitch, and it was like, like he was better than the Amica box or whatever. Yeah. Like it was just incredible. So it's unreal how those guys can recognize pitches coming that fast. I want to get one more question for you. Yeah. What's what's your opinion on the oven mitt? And it drives I, me nuts. What is it for? So they don't well, hurt their fingers? I think it's so they don't get their feet stepped on, a hand stepped on by the metal cleats. I think all that modern crap is stupid. Like baseball's baseball. You hurt your hand, you hurt your hand, you play the game. I, I've I've never liked it. I've never liked I mean, listen, I understand why the face thing, because you get hit in the face. Yeah, that's one thing. It's over. But, like, even the arm stuff, like, I think it's one of my biggest pet peeves about baseball is how these clowns are allowed to hang over the plate. With a full body armor. It's stupid, because pitchers should be able to pitch inside. So, do I like the mitt? I think it's a joke. Now, the oven mitt, I feel like it it, it doesn't really serve its purpose, because, you know, it's kind of, it's hard to see if it's touching the base or not. Obviously, it extends your hand a little bit. But it's, I would think it's harder to grab the pl- the base as you're sliding by it. Listen, these guys all slide head first now because they're going so damn fast. If they slide feet first, you break your ankle. Yeah, you know especially I mean? where the fields are. People don't know how firm those fields are. Yeah, so you're going so damn fast in the bag, you don't want to be hitting it with your ankles. You yeah. just really don't. So they're diving head first. The oven mitt, I guess, is so the hand doesn't get stepped on, and you extend your hand a little bit, but I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, you... The only way to get rid of it is the outlaw. Well, the reason why we're talking about it is that Verdugo's tag up. And I just want to point out this incident because he didn't tag up on a fly ball when there were no outs. 
and he's on second, why would you tag him up when there's one out into two out? So it was the second out of the catch. Why would you need him on third? A single would probably score him anyway from second. And then it's funny because I was there watching the replay on the big board. I thought he was out by a, like a you millimeter. You thought his hand came off? The oven mitt came off? No, I think the tag got him just in time. Before he actually touched the base. I do. Because I, I, I thought the whole the whole. But from was, TV at home, the point is, a TV at home, you thought he was safe. I thought he was safe because the question I thought was, did his hand, did the government come up off the off the back? Oh, for and a the second? tag staying on him would have made him out. Right. So initially, you were convinced he was safe. I thought he was safe initially. Interesting. And, yeah, and again, that, I think Diaz takes the throw too far up from the bag. I mean, he makes a good pick. I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. But I, I feel like that whole oven mitt, it's a little bit arbitrary because it's harder to see too. Because when you got like the defined part of a hand, yeah. as opposed to that floppy oven mitt. I feel like your hand, you can see a lot more of what's going on. I was so upset that they tagged him up in the first place. Like, why do you need a guy on third as opposed to second with two outs? I think we just... should go back in history. Someone's got to go back in history and just look at all the plays in Major League Baseball that were blown because they didn't have instant replay. It, I bet you it would insanely blow your mind. How many different championships would have been turned over right. and all the other stuff? Well, look, we, we can't get into this today, and we've touched on a little. I mean, are you pro or anti-replay? I mean, I don't want to get into it in full. Well, I like, but... In general, I like replay. I mean, the, it, one thing I think I wish they would add is a stupid check swing and i think that was even shown again no, you know no. it, it there's got to be a way to figure that out that's just too arbitrary but yes i do agree with replay for 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 instances where i mean there is legit game-changing plays that umpires blow regardless how good they are the game yeah. is going too fast or in the wrong position they're just shielded whatever i mean we watch things where sometimes the camera doesn't catch it and they yep. got seven or eight cameras on it damn thing yeah, so i like human error like stuff happens i mean uh, so we move on. I mean, we have real baseball that has obviously impact. Well, how about you? In our Are area. they going to be able to do it? You think they can do it? I don't. A Yankee fan thinks they can, and a Red Sox I fan don't, thinks they can. But you know what? I would really like them to get to the World Series. I do not like. I don't have a reason to hate the White Sox. I just don't care. Well, got I, the White Sox got to get there first, and I do not like the Astros. For many reasons, not just the cheating scandal. So I'd like to see them get to the World Series. I think a San Fran. Or even a Dodger. Dodgers, Red, Dodger Red, Red, Sox. Red Sox would be amazing. That's that's what they want. It would want. be amazing. But I also think the the, the Giants would be great. I'm just I have such a crush yeah, the on Giants. Just seems so boring to me. I know. Regardless but of I how know, many wins they got, like dude, oh, Evan, Evan Longoria was a difference maker last night. I know. Everyone about basically that. forgot about him. So weird. But anyway, I I would like to see the Red Sox make it to the World Series, win or lose. I think it'd be a tremendous accomplishment. And we'll listen. We'll get episode 53. We'll be we'll be chatting about it just as much as we can. Uh, share, like. Watch and listen. We always enjoy doing it. Uh, this has been episode 52 of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.